So dear brothers and sisters, today is the Feast of Pentecost in the Church and it's a wonderful feast. I think that is somewhat maybe underestimated. Uh, I think there's such, such a great need for uh, a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the Church and in our own lives, in our own faith experience uh, in order that our relationship with God doesn't become stagnant, that it doesn't become a box-ticking exercise that we go to Mass or we, we were baptised or something like that and because of that all is good. Uh, the Lord wants a, a, a living relationship, a living relationship with us. And that's the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life. The Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life. That we can have a living relationship with a living God in order that we might have life and have life to the full. So the Holy Spirit is, is so, so necessary for all of this. Uh, and I remember years ago, <clears throat> the first time I came across people who uh, were involved in the charismatic movement. Something which really struck me about them was their joy. In the 90s, probably 80s as well, I wasn't in the whole prayer scene in the 80s. I was young, uh, young as a childlike, Uh, but uh, the 80s, 90s, the charismatic movement would have been quite strong in in Ireland. And whenever I met them, what really struck me about them was their joy, the joy they had about the Lord, about going to Mass, about the sacraments, whatever it was. Just a great joy and a huge welcome. You know, oh, it's great to see you. You're so welcome. Thanks. That's just, that's just really nice. You know, it doesn't, they actually made you feel welcome. Right? That doesn't really characterize most parish Masses <laughs> in Ireland, unfortunately. Welcome. You're, 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 very li- you're more likely to get kind of scowled at if you sit in the wrong row. Do you know what I mean? If you, I mean, if you sat in the road that, that, the, that the McCarthy's norm, normally sat in, they wouldn't be long about telling you. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's our role. Oh, sorry. Do you know? But no, that's the, the joy, the joy of, of these people. And it was something that I think is a, a typical characteristic of those in whom the Holy Spirit lives. Right? Joy. I think it's, it's a real indication that, that something is going right in your faith, right? That, that, that there's a deep-seated joy. We've meditated this during the week uh, where, where uh, St. Paul uh, spoke to the Philippians about, on the feast of St. Philip Neri, actually. Uh, rejoice, rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice that your joy may be evident. Because the, the, the joy that we're called to live as, as Catholics is not due to the perfection of our circumstances. It's not when when our circumstances are perfect, then we can be happy. Then we can rejoice. The joy that we're called to have is rooted in in the Lord. We rejoice because we know that regardless of what we have to face, or what we are facing or going through now, that we have an infinitely powerful, infinitely loving God at our side. In fact, even more at our side. We have the Holy Spirit, God, within us. (coughs) Within us. And because of that, we can rejoice amidst, or even despite, difficult circumstances so that's that's the, the, the joy that we're called to have recently <clears throat> we've been doing interviews for for holy family for next year and a few of the applicants uh have just really surprised me or really blown me away because they've either converted or they're living their faith despite their parents so it's not that they're being, you know, as we would have known in the, the 90s and maybe the early 90s, uh, the, the parents trying to drag their kids along to Mass. Uh, that has very much changed now, where now we have young people who are 
choosing to get baptised or maybe changing from uh, Protestantism to, to, to Catholicism uh, despite their parents. It's a, it's a very new, I think, experience for, for me to see this kind of thing. I remember a, a year or two ago, I was talking to our choir director in, in Thurlis, in the cathedral there, where, where I used to go to Mass when I was a kid, and I was talking to, to Jairus's name, and I said, how's the, how's the choir going? He said, it's good, it's good, it's going well. He said, things, things have changed, so the landscape has really changed uh, as regards young people and the faith. I said, well, how do you mean? He said, well, a guy came to me there not so long ago, a bit kind of perturbed, a bit kind of distraught or something, you know? I said, are you, are you okay? And he said, yeah, I just had a bit of a blow up at my father. And I said, well, what, what happened? He said, uh, I was just leaving to come to the choir here to sing at Mass, you know? My father said to me, you're not going to defy me by going to Mass, are you? You're not going to defy me by going to Mass. So this young fellow then who is kind of, you know, half practicing his faith, isn't kind of trying to discover his faith. You know, he's, at, he's, at, he's at that kind of green shoot stage where his faith isn't, it's not strong yet, it hasn't got deep roots, but he's still willing to get up on a Sunday morning, come out and sing in the choir, despite his parents. You're not going to defy me by going to Mass, are you? Now, we can see this as something negative, but I think there's another way of looking at it. That means that many of the young people who are choosing to practice now are doing so because they have faith. Because they're willing to be countercultural, because they're willing to stand up despite the support, of their, the, the lack of support, maybe even the, 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 the adversity of their parents. They're willing to stand up and follow the Lord. I mean, that's actually, I know it's, it might look like a sign of hope, but it is. Because then you have a generation of, 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 as I said, these young people who are willing to come to Mass, who are willing to pray, who are willing to invite the Lord into their lives because they know this is worth fighting for. This is worth bleeding for. And that's, you know, it's, as I say, like it's, kind of a, it's, it's kind of a bittersweet reality. There's something very beautiful about it, but there's something very sad about it at the same time. And yet, it's like the early church. Those who were living their faith in the early church did so amidst great persecution. But the fruit of that persecution, the fruit of their faith, the fruit of their perseverance was that the church in, in a relatively short time spread across the whole of the known world. Why? The Holy Spirit alive in them. The joy of the Spirit emanating from them. Their faith drawing constantly from the grace won for them on the cross by Jesus. And this then touching the hearts of those they met. So maybe for us we've, turned, we've returned to a situation similar to, to, to the early church. And if great signs and prodigies are required of the Lord in order to, to assist our faith or assist the faith of others, then that's what the Lord will allow. If the Lord needs to work miracles in order to get our attention, that's what he'll do. It's all, it's his doing. In the meantime, we hold on in faith. And we hold on to that joy of the Spirit, not due to the perfection of our circumstances, but due to the knowledge that we are loved by an infinitely good God. And that way, whatever we have to face, whatever challenges or difficulties, we can still be joyful. This Holy Spirit is greatly, greatly required in our world today. As I said at the beginning of Mass, 
my favorite title for the Holy Spirit is the Paraclete, right? Which, which means consoler. And how beautiful it would be if in our difficulties and in our adversities and crosses, we're able to drop to our knees and say, Holy Spirit, you're the consoler and I need you now. I need you now. Fill my heart. Fill every fiber of my being. Not with a superficial giggly kind of a joy, but with a deep-seated, profound knowledge that I'm loved. This confidence that I am held. This recognition that I'm seen by my Heavenly Father. I'm known by Him. And He does everything to draw me back to Him and back to His love. That's why we have the church, the sacraments, and the incarnation, the crucifixion, passion, death, all of that. It's to draw us all back to the heart of the Father so that we can live in that love of the Holy Spirit united with Jesus. I mean, that's the meaning of everything. So Lord, we ask you today to multiply within us this greatest sign of the Holy Spirit, this fruit of the Holy Spirit, which we all wish to see manifested in, in each other and in ourselves and in the whole church, this fruit of joy, that this joy might emanate from us and through your grace renew the face of the earth. Amen. The following is a special appeal by Father Patrick Cahill. Dear brothers and sisters, thank you so much for joining us uh, for these homilies on YouTube or whatever podcast media you're listening to us on. Uh, it's a great privilege to be able to serve you all in this way. Uh, if I could ask you please to pray for us here in Holy Family Mission. We're heading into our eighth year of uh, faith formation for the young people who are attending here. And it's a great gift and privilege to be able to work here. But we would ask if you would pray for us and pray for all of our intentions here as well, that we can continue this work. And if you feel the Lord is in any way calling you or asking you to support us financially, we would greatly appreciate that too. So if you go onto our website, holyfamilymission.ie, there's a donate button there, and we'd greatly appreciate uh, your donations so that we can keep this work going. Uh, It does, unfortunately, cost uh, a bit to run this place, so uh, we greatly rely on our benefactors. And, of course, we play pray for all of our benefactors' needs, especially on Wednesday, the day traditionally dedicated to St. Joseph, the Father of all providence. So thank you so much uh, in advance for your prayerful support and also for those who are able to uh, uh, assist us financially. We are immensely grateful. God bless you.